What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. The hiatus is over. Howard Bender here with Adam Ronis. It's been far too long, my friend. I haven't spoken to you since last year. How's it going? Yeah, we definitely haven't spoken since last year. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, Glad to be back. Very good to have you back. Not that I don't love the other guys, but just, you know... It's just something about this uh, this this little party that you and I have that's always uh, always nice and fun. So um, I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> like I'm I'm so tilted off of this Monday night football game that I mean, there's like you know, there's like all sorts of stuff that you and I could talk about here. We could talk about the Bengals and Jamar Chase and how amazing that was. Then I started looking at our bets for the. Um, for the 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 sports book league that you and I did and where we are with that. And um, you know, so it's like all of that stuff that's going on, and yet this game I'm just so tilted on because Kevin Stefanski is without question the worst fucking play caller in the world. The Pittsburgh Steelers coming into this game had given up an average of 190 rushing yards over their last three. They, they've just they've been horrible. Their middle linebacker core was dealing with COVID and out for this game. The, the script was so unbelievably simple. And yet he sits there and he keeps Nick Chubb on the bench. He doesn't use him. He doesn't you know, he's like using Dearness Johnson uh, a ton in this game. I mean, this finished up Dearness Johnson had five carries to the 12 for Chubb. And it was it was maddening. Absolutely maddening. Baker Mayfield started off one and nine, all right, and then threw a pick on his 10th pass. And yet Kevin Stefanski insists on not running the fucking ball. And it, it I mean, listen, this cost me my championship in the Bourbon Bowl. Uh, this cost me uh, prop bets and contests that I did. Um, this killed me in, in DFS tonight. I mean, this was just, this was a hot mess. And uh, and and I, I can't even think about the good of what happened on Sunday because this game was so friggin atrocious. And I'm just I'm, I'm I'm just I don't know what to do. It was absolutely, absolutely brutal. I mean, thank goodness for the Manning cast. Otherwise, I probably would have turned it off or went to sleep. Uh, it was so bad. And, you know, you have Baker throw the ball 38 times and you run it 20 times. You guys weren't down 20 the whole game. I mean, this was a 10-0 game at the half, scoreless after the first quarter. Uh, Nick Chubb clearly is one of the top running backs in the NFL and just shied away from him. It just makes no sense. He averaged 4.8 yards a carry. And for some reason, I don't understand why they don't think Nick Chubb's a good receiving back. We've seen him. When he's had the opportunity, he can't. And two-minute drill, he's not on there. Passing downs, he's not on there. It makes no sense. I mean, I understand with Kareem Hunt, okay, I still think they do it too much. Kareem Hunt's been out, inactive again tonight. And still it's Dearness Johnson there. So it's mind-boggling what they're doing, especially when Baker struggled so much all season long and you don't ride the legs in Nick Chubb. It makes no sense. I, it's it's mind-boggling. I, I, I don't even know what to say about it, man. I really don't. Like, like what is like, – what's the purpose? You know, you you adopt this – Amazing ground game. You learn all about it under the master, right? Gary Kubiak teaches you and, and Rick Dennison, they teach you 
about zone blocking schemes and 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 running games, right? They teach it to you. You bring it over to Cleveland, you get this amazing running back in Nick Chubb, and then you don't use him. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, it's funny. I was watching the well, Manning that's why, cast. That's why they're seven and nine. There's one yeah. of the reasons why they're seven and nine. I know they've had COVID issues and injuries, but bottom line is, man, there's just too many games this year. You're watching and you're like, okay, if you, I don't, I don't know this for sure, but if you did a breakdown, I guarantee you most of Chubb's touches have come in the fourth quarter. It feels like there's a lot of games this year where he's sitting at like eight, nine carries. And then the fourth quarter comes like, okay, yeah, let's get him the ball now. I mean, I understand, you know, like you were watching the Manning cast. I was watching it as well. You know, Bill Cower said, no, you don't. You know, like, you know, Eli Payton was like, you run, 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 run. You know, you get Chubb into the game and Cowher was like, no, you throw early and then you run late. You have to score the points first and then you run to kill the yeah, clock. And but not, it, it, not with Baker Mayfield. That's not the with, thing. Not with fucking Baker Mayfield. And if Look, the dude's one for seven and then one for nine, why on first down are you putting the ball in his hands again? And what does he do? He throws a fucking pick immediately. I mean, think about this. The game last week against Green Bay, he had 17 carries for 126 yards. That's 7.4 yards a pop. I mean, if they ran the ball a little bit more, remember, didn't Baker have, what, four picks in that game or three? I think four, right, against Green Bay? Yeah. It was brutal. I mean, if you give him the ball another five times, maybe you win the game. And he had in that game three receptions for 58 yards. Again, the guy can't catch the football. He has 19 receptions on 23 targets this year, but for some and 9.1 yards is the average. But for some reason, they don't use him enough in that fashion. So, I mean, the guy is averaging 5.5 yards a carry this season, and he's only at 207 carries this year. So, again, it's one thing if your quarterback is Joe Burrow or Pat Mahomes. All right, all right, those guys are, are productive. You don't have that. And you can make all the excuses, Baker. Sorry, he's playing. I don't care. He's on the field. I don't want to hear it. If he's that hurt, take him out. And you're relying on him? Especially last week, too. I mean, cost them the game. They could have beaten Green Bay last week. They were in a position to win, and Baker cost them. And why are you going to come out, rely on Baker Mayfield throwing the football? Makes no sense. None whatsoever. Stefanski doesn't belong as the head coach. He doesn't. Or... Or he needs a, a different offensive coordinator uh, who, like, you know, who just totally calls all the plays. Like, you have to keep Stefanski out of this. Like, it's just, it, it makes, you know, listen, you know, I, I mean, fine. You know, who who, who are we, right? We're, we're, we're just, you know, we're, we're fantasy analysts or, you know, just, you know, we, we're, we're not out there day in, day out, the game and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it doesn't make, it, it doesn't change the fact that it's, it's so, like the the recipe is so simple, and yet coaches sit there like the, like the, like a bunch of assholes thinking that they're like we got to continuously prove that I'm the smartest guy in the in the in the arena right now. It's like you know how many times do we see you know first and goal inside the five, and all of a sudden every everybody's got a fucking trick play. Everyone's gonna run the Philly special. Everyone's gonna run some jet sweeps, and everybody's gonna try some bunch formation. Like it's so simple. And and yet they don't do it. You have again, you know, it, it sounds cliche. You have a Ferrari in the fucking garage, and you're sitting there saying, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking drive this Toyota Corolla 
and uh, and be happy about that. Like it just drives me nuts. No offense to anybody who drives a Toyota Corolla. It's a very reliable vehicle. It is. I have it. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's just, this is, this is, this is maddening. This is like, I have to take this fucking loss in this league because Stefanski has his head up his ass. And yeah, you're right. I mean, that, this is why there's seven. I, yeah, injuries, COVID doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean shit because there are games that easily could have won. This is atrocious. This is a horror show. This is the Browns browning. And if they don't turn around and get themselves a different coach or somebody else to call the plays, I mean, who the fuck wants interest in it? Who? Who? Ah! Nuts! So pissed off, dude. I'm so unbelievably pissed. This is, I mean, this this week, this whole week and final week has just, it's been very up and down. I've made some really good moves. I made some really bad moves, like, you know, decision-wise on, you know, lineups and starting and, ah, man. You know, uh, just power through the COVID. And, uh, it has just been like this has just been a crazy week. Oh, and then I was like losing on fucking our picks wise pool. Also, I was like, I lost my first three picks. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what the hell happened here? Tampa Bay can't put away the fucking Jets. Right. Houston's like in this game the entire time. And then they just quit and give up. Um, I oh, Washington Heineke with his fucking stupid interception in the end zone. I mean, this is just this is this has not been a, a a great finish for me. Um, just personally, but like everybody else who I talk to, they're like, "Thank you so much for the championship." Oh my god, you're so helpful. You're so responsive and on Twitter and this and that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And yeah, I'm not celebrating. Uh, my title here at the end. Very upset. Well, my GST team shits the bed, too. Uh, Got to give credit to Tammy. Um, she basically kicked the shit out of everyone. She won the league. She had the most points, best record, and took the overall. We go, Tammy. Congrats. She put up 215 in this Super final. happy for you. I mean, but I knew it, though, like midway through the year, I looked at her team. I was like, shit, man, I don't know if anyone's going to take this team down. Whatevs, man, whatevs. So wait a minute. What the hell? How am I like behind in this pool? I, I think somebody's fucking around with the uh, the numbers here. How do I have one point behind you? You said you only won two this week. I don't want to hear your shit. I won three and got my two pointer. No. I mean, I was I was three and two. I was I had Tampa also, and uh, I think Miami was my loss. Another mm. loss. Mm. Yeah, I went two and three. I hit my uh, my two pointer, which was Green Bay because of yeah, that value. I, I took Green Bay too because I locked in our pool at six and a half. I'm like, all right, there's no way they they don't win by a touchdown with Mannion, so I locked that in too. Um, yeah, this game too. The Pittsburgh. Well, I took New you know, I took New England. You you thought it was too high? Um, yeah, you know, it was just it was those I, I said, you know, when you've got these like double double digits, like somebody's going to, you know, somebody's going to upset or whatever. I didn't think New England was going to roll all over him like that. I, 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 you I know. Did. That was one I 
I look, there was a few double. Well, obviously, I took Tampa. I almost yeah. took Buffalo, but it was 14 and a half. So that half, I'm like, yeah, it would happen. It finished at 14. But New England, I had no doubt. They were coming off two losses. They're at home. And Trevor Lawrence hadn't thrown a touchdown pass since, what, week four? Now, he did throw one in this game. It was late. I was like, there's no way they're just going to kick the shit out of him, run the ball down their throat, and Jacksonville's not going to be able to cover. So that one, that was going to be my two. But then I was like, nah, I got to go to Green Bay. Um, I do like your Washington pick, and I would have taken it. It closed at six, but in our pool was three and a half. So I was Mm -hmm. like, ah, I was like, I almost took it. I don't think it was a bad bet at all because it was basically, I don't know, because we didn't talk about it last week. To me, it was you're looking at a team that was embarrassed on a Sunday night and Philly coming off a good stretch and everyone was looking off Philly, easy bet, easy bet. So you're kind of buying on a situation where a team just, you know, had COVID issues and were just embarrassed and looking for them to bounce back at home in a divisional spot. Oh, look at that. Look at us behind in this pool. Now we got these two guys are. Up ahead of us with 64 points. Then there's you at 63 and me at 62. Just okay. one week left. Gotta just kind of have to go, kind of have to go five and oh, man. Okay. I mean, you have to go, you have to go with, uh, with five and oh, with, or you know, obviously one. your double. But yeah, I mean, I don't even, I haven't even looked at the lines yet. But yeah, that's, uh, it's a lot of ground to make up in the final week. Not happy about that. Not happy about it, Adam. I tell you, man, I was having a great day until this fucking game. This game ruined my whole week. It really did, just for the sake of what this game was. This was a garbage game. And it's just so unbelievably frustrating. So frustrating right now. Now, you know, instead of everything coming up roses, coming up like shit. But I'll say this, our, uh, our, uh, our sports book, Picks looking pretty damn good right now. Looking pretty damn good. We're not going to get Lamar Jackson as the MVP. Chargers have not yet been eliminated from the Super Bowl, from the playoffs. Jamar Chase at plus 1,700, offensive rookie of the year. Oh, come on. He better get it over Mac Jones, man. Let me see. Yeah, he definitely should. I want to see what, because I know Mac Jones a couple weeks ago became the favorite, but I would hope after. This week, yeah, right. Jamar um, Chase. I hope so. Let me see. Um, Browns ten and a half wins over. We got fucked on that because Stefanski sucks. Christian McCaffrey is not getting the comeback player of the year award. Oh, Chase. Chase is the favorite on DK minus two twenty five right now. Beautiful. Um, who's a defensive rookie of the year favorite right now? It's got to be Parsons. I don't even think it's close. Well, we've got it at plus 550. Um, Um, I believe he's like, I mean, like a massive favorite. I don't even see it here. Yeah. Uh, Ron Rivera, I don't know if he's going to be coach of the year behind. Not not with Belichick. Wow. Zach Taylor's the favorite now? Um, I thought it would be Vrabel. Yeah, Vrabel, right? Well, so Taylor's plus 150, LaFleur's plus 175, and Vrabel's plus 350. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Fuck them all. We didn't have any of them. We didn't have any of them. Well, because Vrabel, Vrabel didn't make sense as a coach. The reason why, to me, he deserves it is he's got that team as the one seed with all the injuries they've endured. Like, you're giving it to Zach Taylor because they won a division. That's what you're saying. Yeah, basically. 
basically. He won a bad division. I mean, he won, he won a bad division with a bunch of, you know, young stud rookies. Right. I mean, I think. I'm second, rookie, second. Yeah. I mean, did he do a good job? Sure. But I think Rabel did a better job. Well, because Rabel had less to work with, plus he also dealt with the injury to Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. And A.J. Brown being out a while. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Our final picks here, TJ Hawkinson. Obviously, we lose the 800 over on his receiving yards. But Jamar Chase has already hit over 1,000. Mike Evans is not getting to 1,100. No, I think he needs like... He needs a, what is it like? He's like 200 yards or something like that. He's at like nine something right now. And he needs to go to 1100. Um, Justin Herbert over 26 and a half passing touchdowns. We hit that already. That was easy, man. So we've already locked in one, two, three. And then the the big differential could be the, uh, those two. Um, defensive and offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean the key is now is if someone has like you know a couple long shots hit. I mean the guy last year hit a couple long shots to win. Mm-hmm. You know I think he had uh, Tampa Super Bowl and uh, the MVP award winner too. Well, I think uh, well I'm not going to give up on my Chargers here, not at all. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Of course, it's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be tough. But come on, I'm the defending champ in this fucking league. You and I have done it together twice this time and not the last time, but the time before that. And then that middle one, you weren't able to do the draft with me. I ended up doing it. I ended up like hitting on like some really random shit, too. And uh, and won that. And so now if we can if we can take this one here and it's back to back for the now defunct wager alarm. <laughs> wouldn't that be great adam wouldn't that be awesome wouldn't that be super special definitely uh so what do you have to say about the close of the season anything you want to say about sunday anything uh you know super exciting you want to congratulate jamar chase here for uh, a job well done or uh you know you're just happy the season's over um, yeah, no, nah, Chase was was unbelievable, um, kind of knew that he would have a good year and just sucked that my teams with him were already done uh, because he became a really nice value this year. Um, and Barrow, what a what a last couple weeks to close the season, man, over 500 yards and 446. Uh, you, we kind of knew right away that Barrow has that it factor. And uh, it was good to see the Bengals get that win. Oh, that was, oh, yeah, I did have them in the pool, plus five and a half. Um, so it was good to see them get that win against the Chiefs because it looked bad early on. Chiefs jumped out. Bengals couldn't stop them. Uh, they had 28 points at halftime, and Bengals limited to three in the second half. Um, I thought that was a really bad loss for the Colts. I mean, they're still going to get in the playoffs, but I don't know how they lost at home to the Raiders. I guess Wentz not practicing all week probably was a factor. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great week of football. There was a lot of blowouts. There was a lot of blowouts. There's some, you know, I mean, listen, you know, some good individual performances. You can sit there and like, 
you know, you shout out like um Rashad Penny, man. Really coming through the last few weeks. Dude, nuts, right? Rashad Penny, uh Amon Ross St. Brown. It doesn't matter who's the uh who's the quarterback, apparently. DK Metcalf comes away with three touchdowns. Russell Wilson has himself a, a, a great game. There's um yeah, there was there was there were a lot of like really great individual uh performances there. Some uh some good stuff. I loved uh Devin Singletary uh finally getting the work. I was I was all tilted on that one as Josh Allen was uh poaching the uh the the work there. Um who else? Who else? There was there was a lot of the running backs came through. Daryl Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did. Elijah Mitchell got into the uh, end zone his first time back. Oh, dude, you're Cowboys. Oh, my God. Yeah, they were terrible, man. Dude, that was a harsh. Can I tell you, I was like, I had a great like set of 1 p.m. games in this uh, in this this lineup that I made. Right. That I had the. the, the Cowboys stack in there. I had Dak, I had Zeke, and I had Lamb, right? And then I had Christian Kirk coming back. Why would you play Zeke in DFS? Um, because I was it was a bigger contest, and I was looking for more of a of a low owned contrarian type play. I mean, Zeke has shown he cannot give you a big game. He can't give you a big game, but if he gets into the end zone, if he does one of those, like you know. 40 yards and a touchdown um it's still it, it's still solid enough for me you know in that lineup because you know he's like he's like two percent owned and again there you know there were so many people that were all in on the uh you know on like the uh, the other stacks not even the Bengals stack everybody was like in on the the Rams stack this week you know it was like Stafford I don't know what the fuck he was all about um but so I stacked the the, the Cowboys there figuring you know, okay, Dak and Lamb can help carry this through. I love, you know, what Christian Kirk is doing. Um, all my one o'clock guys, you know, kept me like right there at the cash line, right? So it was going to be, so this would have just put me like crazy over. I would have won a lot of money. And they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Piece of crap. Choke artists. It did keep Jim Bowden a little on the on the humble, quiet side today. Who, by the way, he lost to uh, Fensty in the uh, in the host league. Was it close? Um, no, Fensty beat the crap out of him. Um, but the funny thing about it was, was that on Thursday's show, Jim said, "If I lose to Fensty, you know, in college football, they had the Duke's Mayo Bowl, where the coach got doused with like a." Cooler full of mayonnaise instead of uh, instead of Gatorade. I know, vomitous. I love mayo, but that's yeah, that's that disgusting. Little, that's just a little too much for me. So Bowden says on on Thursday show, if I lose to Fensty, I'll dump a jar of mayonnaise on me. Oh my goodness! And so when keeping it real goes wrong, right? So now I'm like, well, you know, we we need that video, buddy. We need that video. He says that he did it already, um, but I'm I'm willing to bet that he did not do it. Like the last thing that he is going to do on a Sunday after losing to, to Fensty and after watching the Cowboys lose was dump the mayo on himself right then and there. He says he did it, and he's got the video. You know, he's, he's just clipping the video for me. I'm like, you didn't do it. 
don't you lie to me. But you know I'm going to ask for this video over and over again now. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, they'll forget. But we yeah, there is zero chance. I'm going to have Fenstein calling in tomorrow now that it's all official. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm a son of a bitch. So now I guess the question is, is where does everybody turn to now, Adam? Postseason, like what's your favorite shit to do? I mean, do you, uh, do you play any uh, playoff DFS? Do you do any of the like the FFPC playoff games, any of that stuff? Uh, no, I haven't done. I do once in a while, sometimes the one and dones. I don't think I did any last year, but no, nah, I don't really go heavy into the playoffs for fantasy football don't go heavy into the playoffs for fantasy football all right all right do you double up on your uh on your nba stuff or do you start now thinking about well you know the uh fantasy alarm draft guide's coming out soon so i might have to start thinking about some rankings well yeah i mean they're doing two weeks so obviously i have no choice <laughs> you always have a choice adam oh really uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you when know, the set when the deadline comes and John's like, "Hey, where are your rankings?" I'm like, "Oh, according to Howard, I have a choice, and I elect to not do them at this time." Oh, that's the you. That's not one of your choices, though. Oh. <laughs> you said it, so that means I have to do it. No, no, no I'm just saying you have a choice. I'm just saying that's not one of your choices. Oh, so what are the choices? One of the choices you do them in time for the launch of the draft guide, or you do them. <laughs> before the launch of the draft guide. Okay. No, I'll be doing... Um, I mean, look, I'll be maybe doing some DFS for the postseason. Um, but yeah, it does open up uh, a little bit more for hoops um, and betting, betting stuff. So, um, you know, I did my betting article today on PicksWise. I gave out three props. The first two have hit. And uh, we, the third one is going on right now. Um, going to sweat that one out. And uh, it's a blowout. So I hope my, uh, I hope Marcus Morris uh, gets to, to finish this game and go over the, the, the total. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to like just sit here and like pick your brain for some hoop stuff. Just so I can just become like a complete degenerate gambler and just be, start betting sports I don't even watch or know. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, you still have this week for football. I know it's going to be tough because, you know, for those who are like, oh, yeah, it's going to be different this year. Week 18, so many guys are going to play. No, it's not. It's actually a real bad week. There are so many teams that have absolutely nothing to play for. This is not what people envisioned, I think, because you basically have. There's the seven. Club. There are seven teams with something to play for. Seven. Right. And, and some of them. I mean, well, that doesn't. That doesn't. What's that? Some of them might not even care. Like the Cowboys, right? They are they. I know they say they're going to play their guys, but the Eagles have nothing to play for unless they really care about seating. And they already have COVID issues now. Obviously, rules have changed. Um, I mean, Chiefs are playing Saturday. They're going to play for the one seed. Uh, they need to win. Um, but there's a lot of teams that have nothing to play for. I mean, obviously, yeah, Colts, Chargers on Sunday night. I mean, I mean, Chargers, Raiders, winner is in. Assuming the Colts win their game against Jacksonville, which we all think will happen. 
Um, but yeah, it's going to be a a weird week. Um, it's definitely going to be a weird week. Um, you know, I look at it from the from the DFS angle and just investing in teams that have something to play for, right? So I'm looking at you know. I mean, the, the the good thing about the Chiefs playing on Saturday is that I'll know whether or not I, you know, I, I need to, you know, if, if I want to throw some Titans in there on uh, on the Sunday lineup because they're just they're going up against Houston, right? So if the Chiefs win, then I know that Tennessee is going to go all out to beat Houston, and that's you know sort of an advantageous spot to be in. You know, the old De- Deonta Foreman revenge game narrative that didn't work the last time that. Of course, it'll work this time. Um, you know, Chargers, Raiders. Um, it's the night game, though. What's that? It's the night game, though. Which one is? Chargers, Raiders. It's Sunday night, so it's not going to be on the main slate. Chargers, Raiders is the Sunday. They flexed it to the Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think mm. it, was, it was obvious that was going to be the flex. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention that much to it. I wasn't pay- I really wasn't paying that much attention to what games they would or wouldn't flex. I always find that the uh, the NFL always let me down no matter what. So. I mean, the 49ers Rams, and that's really important because the 49ers need to win um, to get in. And the Saints are the other team, and they both play at 425. So yep. problem is with the Saints, who the fuck do you want to play? <laughs> Kamara, um, that's it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I used I used the stack of uh, Taysom Hill and Kamara going up against the uh, the Panthers this past week thinking, you know, Taysom Hill doesn't have to do much, right? It's just, you know, cause he's not costing me a bunch. Uh, Kamara needed to pay off his salary. He did with like five catches for whatever yardage and got into the end zone. Cause the, the ground action was shit. Um, I, I don't even know who they play. Who do they play? Falcons. Saints Falcons. Yeah. All right. It's so Atlanta. soft run D soft run D that's not terrible. Game total is 40. Oh, Jesus. Well, you know, game total is 40. Why do they do this? Um, mm. Yeah, this will be fun. This will be entertaining for me to go through uh, and kind of start doing an early playbook. The watch list. Get and, then, and then half the guys you put on the watch list don't play. Well, I mean, again, that's the thing. I'm not going to sit there and put on the watch list teams that have nothing to play for. Like, I'm going to cut down the, you know, obviously you, you end up paring down your player pool, right? Like, I mean, it makes no sense for me to, you know, go after. I mean, yes, I'm sure I'll I'll look at the matchups and see, like, teams that are already out of it. If there's, like, a, a super soft matchup to uh, to kind of take advantage of. But for the most part, you know, it's it's picking off the teams that are that that have something to play for that that need to you know the win in your end scenario, all that nonsense like that. Go to my week eighteen schedule here. Mm. Mm. Should be very interesting. Indy over Jacksonville. Yep, yep, yep. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. That could be an interesting one. It means nothing. It means nothing. Yeah. They both need a win, right? They're, neither one of them are eliminated. They. It's like almost they need they need the Colts to lose to Jacksonville. If the Colts don't lose, right, then they I can't get you. in. But they're playing at the same time. 
okay, but I mean, I think realistically, those teams know that they're they're not getting in. Well, Tennessee, if uh, Kansas City wins, Tennessee needs that win if they want the bye week. Right. And then the afternoon games, you got, yeah, New Orleans in there, San Francisco. That's there at the same time. Huh. Well, yeah, they do really. They, they, you know, by flexing the game, the, the Chargers Raiders game, by flexing that, you really make it kind of difficult there. Really kind of difficult. So, What's the question though? If Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh beats Baltimore and they go to nine, seven, and one, it eliminates the Ravens. Right, right, right. And then if they're nine, seven, and one, Raiders and, and Chargers. Yeah, I guess that's just a win in your end scenario there for the two of them. So actually, yeah, the Pittsburgh Ravens game doesn't mean shit. Damn, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a tough one. Mm-hmm. This, is gonna, this is gonna be a tough one. I'm just gonna load up on Jets, and I'm gonna load up on uh, Seahawks, and I'm gonna load up on on Vikings. There you go. Ross said it squared away. Oh, Adam, you're depressing me now. Now you're depressing me. Great to have you back. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you dragging me down with you, man? What the fuck I'm did not, I do? I'm just telling you uh, how it is, man. That spitting uh, facts. It's all I'm just stating facts. Yeah. You know I what, think... man? I'm glad your favorite impractical joker is leaving the show now. Nah, that was the worst news that I received. Um, and to see that on New Year's Eve, too, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. Well, this is this is all you're doing, man. This is your karma coming at you right now. Nah, I mean, yeah, women, women ruin everything. That's the bottom line. Maybe women ruin everything. I mean, he's leaving the show due to a divorce. I don't really understand. I mean, I guess, you know, you want to pay attention to your kids and stuff like that. But hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the the personal life of uh, Joe from Impractical Jokers, but now the question is: Is do they grab a fourth? I don't know. I know the show will continue, but I don't know if they're going to add a fourth because they are uh, doing the show in January. They're starting to record again. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. Maybe I should audition for the part. No, I always said that if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I want to be on that show. So I feel like I can do what Joe did. What, just run around and go, Larry! No, Joe, I, Joe, <laughs> Joe, is, Joe, is, Joe is the smoothest of them on the spot. He is so good with improv. And you either have that or you don't. He's he very good. I just kind of enjoyed Sal a lot more. Well, because Sal is soft. No, he's like the lovable loser. <laughs> nah. Again, I like them all. Joe is by far my favorite because yes. again, he, he's so smooth and he pretty much does everything they ask of him. He hardly loses because he's willing to do everything. And even when they put him in a spot where you think, oh, he's not going to get out of it, he finds a way. 
And even there's times where Sal is hesitant. I remember there's one, they're in a coffee shop and Sal's sitting at a table. There's two women across from him and he's like scared to start the conversation. So Joe's like, all right, I'll be right back. So Joe walks in, gets his coffee, whatever it goes. Oh, hey, what's up, Sal? How you doing? He's like, good. He's like, oh, so did you uh, get anyone's uh, opinion on what uh, you were telling me the other day? Oh, yeah. Why don't you ask these two girls? I'm sure they want to know. And he leaves. Like, he's so good at just igniting everything and starting things up. And do you remember that whole um, Dave Jacobs one, the Olympic guy in the supermarket? Uh, vaguely. Yeah. So Q is talking to this guy at the supermarket. And the guy's like, yeah, you probably don't know who I am. I'm a, oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. And he comes walking over and he's like, oh, my God. Hey, you're so-and-so. Yeah, I remember, and who, I, I remember who's the one who Who's the one who made that whole thing? Joe's like, I'll be right back. Joe comes out and he goes, oh, shit, you're Dave Jacobs. And he's like, what? How do you know? And then what happens? Sal comes out and does it. And Murr comes out and does it. That's why I like Joe so much. He's very innovative and creative on the spot. That was a that was a very funny episode there. That was actually that was good. Yeah, it's definitely good. Listen, I I don't dislike them. I don't dislike them at all. Um, they all bring they all bring certain things to the uh, to the table. Yeah, I think Q brings the least. He's entertaining at times, but you know, yeah, Q Mars the one that just everybody hates or just wants to. They just want to see him lose. Um, and Sal's the lovable. He's like the lovable funny guy. So there you go. You know, you you'll you'll play Joe in the movie. I'll play Sal in the movie. We'll like we'll do it in Practical Joker's movie. Yeah, that would be good. But yeah, I'm definitely sad. I mean, I hope it changes at some point. You know, hopefully this is only temporary. But yeah, when I saw that, I was like, you got to be kidding me, man! Really? Like at first, I was like, nah, this is a this is a joke, right? But I'm like, it's not April Fools. I'm like, why would he do this on New Year's Eve? Like there has to be truth to it. So. You know, you obviously hope that uh, he can get his <coughs> life together. You know, you don't know if there's anything beyond this, too. Right. Uh, but he definitely seemed like he was a, a big family guy and, uh, you know, big into his kids, which you can understand. Uh, but I'm sure. Remember, he's the only guy who has been married for the duration of the show. Murr just got married. I don't know if it was six months ago, a year ago. And the other two are single. So they travel a lot. You know, it takes a lot of time to plan that show. I mean, it takes hours to set up wherever they're going to be at. Um, and obviously they film some things that don't work out. They probably have some people who don't sign the release. They have some people that notice them. So now you got to scratch that. Uh, so it's not like, all right, here we go. This is what we're going to do. And it works out. You have to film it a lot. Um, and then they do comedy tours and everything. So, I'm, yeah, it's it's a lot of hours on the road and, and being away from the family. So. I guess over time, maybe it took its toll and they couldn't uh, mend things. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Can't even, can't even speculate into it. Um. All right. Well, sorry to hear that you're, uh, you're so sad about it. I, I, I knew you'd be sad. Yeah, I was watching some, some clips today. They had like this, uh, twenty-three minute video best of joe obviously there's a lot more out there but just just hilarious man so um at least i'll have those you know i guess what i guess 10 years they've been doing this show now yeah hmm. well 
See, it's just a shit week all around. The, the 2022 is just starting off in a better way. Yeah, right. <laughs> Picking up this shit from the last two years. So depressing. Unbelievable. All right. You know what? That's it. Now I'm going to go cry. Um, yeah, I got nothing else. So I'll tell you what. We'll come back. There's plenty more to talk about tomorrow. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Final words, Adam? Nah, I know people are playing in championships this week, so uh, good luck to them. I know many are not. We'll throw some, like, waiver advice tomorrow. How about that? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll catch up. Uh, It's just great to be back. Nice. We're uh, we're here. We're back. We're not going to be taking any time off. We're ready. Start doing some NBA talk, some NBA betting. Start eking into a little baseball talk once we find out more information, whether that's going to play or not, or at least when the season could start. There's all sorts of coming up here. So uh, we'll just call it a night here on that one there. For uh, for Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. Catch you next time.